Welcome to the Waiting Warriors podcast. As loved ones of first responders and military personnel, we often face life situations and challenges that many others don't experience. And while each of us and our experiences are unique, together we can learn from one another and become stronger in this journey of life. Now let's step out of mediocrity. It's time to thrive. Hi, Waiting Warriors. I have a really awesome, special thing to my heart to share with you today. We have Mr. Just kidding. He doesn't want me to call him Mr. Is Austin (laughs) Bowler. (laughs) Yes, it is me. I don't know why I always say Mr. Bowler. Because we live in the South now. Oh, yeah, that's true. Everyone's very Mr. and Mrs. Yeah, I was going to say, I never did More proper than some of those Western states folk we lived around for so many years. Not that they're bad. No, yeah. Western friends. uh... (laughs) (laughs) Just different. It's been very different living in the South. Anywho, I really wanted to do a podcast and Austin's super sweet to come on and share with us. But I wanted to talk about what we did well and then kind of what we didn't do so well during this last appointment. Because we've been around the block a few times (laughs) before. With separation, this has this wasn't our first separation, huh? No, but no. it was our first deployment. First so deployment. things it were different. different. Yeah. Yes, very different in that regard. Um, and I mean, we've talked about it, and I would assume a lot of the the waiting warriors out there know that no deployment is the same. Yeah. And so, you know, we're talking 2019, not 2003 or 2008, 2012. Yeah. Even, Wars, you know, change and evolve and are different and everyone's location changes and all of that. But mm-hmm. um, so our experience is what it was. But I think the insights that we gained from it are beneficial and, and have a, you know, an application to probably everybody in their circumstances and situations to some degree. Yeah, because I feel like I feel like the things that we are going to talk about, like we kind of made a list um, as we reviewed our time, our experience. Well, the truth is we were having a deep conversation while sipping on some beverages after Chick-fil-A breakfast this <laughs> yeah, morning. that's true. Because. That's when deep conversations Sipping on have. beverages sounds weird. It was a Coke and a lemonade, yeah. but you know, <laughs> Chick-fil-A breakfast for free. It was awesome. But, uh, they were running a promo. Yeah. Not that this is brought to you by Chick-fil-A, but. I wouldn't discourage anyone from going and eating at Chick-fil-A. It's fantastic. If Chick-fil-A wants to sponsor the podcast, I'll take that sponsorship. (laughs) That'll be fine with me. Yes, I'm sorry. I digress. (laughs) We were having a conversation about things. Yes. Yes. Having a conversation about things. And after reviewing the list, I realized, like, these are just really good principles that can help any separation at all. Even if it's, like, a week long. Or, I mean, a few days. Mm -hmm. Or a few weeks. Or a few months. Hopefully never a year. Yeah, hopefully the Army doesn't do that anymore. Anyways, first, I want to start off with one one good one. What we did well. Okay. And one that I was thinking that I feel like I majorly improved this time because I may or may not have struggled a lot in the past was expressing my feelings. Um, And, but then also like, both of us, when the other person expressed their feelings, we didn't, I don't you're like better with the fancier terminology, but like we didn't make them to mean anything else other than we're humans and this is what we're feeling. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
I didn't take your feelings of having a hard time over there as meaning anything about me. You didn't ever, at, at least you never expressed to me, like if I was having a really hard time and just needed to unload on you, you didn't take it personally as you were ruining my life because you're the soldier. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And because I was gone. So you're talking about how our emotions affected us while we were separated. Right. Or... Yeah. What was going on around us affected us emotionally. And when we were talking, sometimes it was unloading some baggage. And other times it was just the stress and strain of a day. And we're not exactly on our A game, so to speak, when we needed yeah. or when we had time to talk. But we didn't take it personally and, right. you know, get offended that like, yeah. oh, you don't have the energy or time for me. Like, yeah. this is the only time I get to talk. And you went and did everything with your friends. And so... Mm. Is that how someone you're stuck? Is that how you're stuck? It's in person. Just kidding. No. No, no. <laughs> no, but like that's, you know, really it's, we we had our days, but it wasn't anything personal and we knew that. Yeah. And so I think keeping that emotional check throughout the deployment was important because it would have been easy to say you were super short and get offended or I was lazy and not mm -hmm. wanting to talk very much because it was you know i'd done yeah. a long training event or whatever we were doing and yeah you know but yeah and i think in the past at least i know i would like come into a phone call or a facetime or i mean did we facetime i don't even know some video whatever video call it was that we even did um but like i would maybe come into it with angst but i tried to hide it because it's my one chance to talk to you and I don't want to ruin it, blah, blah, blah. But instead, I feel like more often than not, we started off with a quick like, hey, just so you know, today, I don't know what would have happened. One the of girls the... are screaming. It was awful. There's <laughs> poop everywhere. Jim <June laughs> won't sleep very well. Just, you know, all the normal yeah, all the... things that go on. Yeah. Or, yeah, some <laughs> of those days. Or like, someone's husband throwing up. I didn't sleep. I love you. Or yours was, <laughs> I haven't slept for 48 hours. <laughs> just so you but know. I you. <laughs> but I love you. We, yeah, were just able you know. to, we were just able to approach each other, I feel like, in a lot better way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. And that, I guess, speaking of the communication thing, um, I don't know if you were wanting to go in any particular order here of whatever you wrote down, but... No, go um, for it. Just the, the, the concept of communication while deployed was something that we learned about and learned from. Yeah. Um, again, comparing to our other separations where uh, technology is available. Mm -hmm. You know, and during this particular deployment, we had access to um, phones and internet and Wi-Fi so we could FaceTime or message over different mediums and stuff like that from time to time. And um, we set the expectation ourselves going into it about how frequently we would anticipate phone calls or video chats and messages so that way we we didn't set ourselves up for failure yeah you know expecting an everyday facetime you know some people do that and i guess the point of this is that everyone can figure out what's right for them yeah for their soldier their their waiting warrior um their spouse their family their friends but you know the, the bottom line is there isn't a right way to do it but what mm -hmm. we chose to do was probably message every day so long as we could yeah. knowing that there were days when we probably couldn't um, but then a phone call or FaceTime two or three times a week yeah. would probably be sufficient. That way I could focus on the work that I needed to do, focus on my soldiers and the needs that they had, 
and you could focus on being mom and doing the waiting warrior projects and everything that you had going on yeah. um, without really uh, getting, I guess, too enveloped in the idea that just because we are each other's, mm-hmm. we're husband and wife and we love each other, that that means we have to talk and FaceTime right. and yeah. do it every day. And if we miss, then that means she doesn't love me or... Right. You know, or the kids aren't wanting to talk to me. And so that's the end of the world and, and all of that. Yeah, kind and of it stuff. hurts and it's personal and all that kind of stuff. But it wasn't. And I mean, right. I, I feel like it worked well for me on my end. Yeah. No, and for me, it did too. I feel like in in past separations, I at least did, like, I felt like we needed to talk every day because we're each other's person. And, and I don't know, like... If we didn't We'd, FaceTime. Yeah, then we was... didn't love each other or whatever. But then it got, there were a number of times where it was really awkward because we had nothing to talk about. Because yep. it it had been a day and you had been training, doing army stuff. I had been at home doing mom stuff. Like nothing, nothing significant nothing to report. <laughs> significant. But then we'd stare at each other like, well, I love you. I miss you. Why don't, and like a number of times I got upset because we didn't have anything to talk about. And it's like, well, this sucks. You know what I mean? But it, I, I think it helped a lot for that, but also for, um, not that like we don't have time for you when you're gone, but I feel like it is emotionally super consuming or just more consuming to talk every day. Because then our whole life revolves around that phone call. And that's a lot of like stress and pressure and planning that doesn't necessarily have to be there. At least, again, like you said, though, for us. Yep. Like we have figured out that that's how we function best. Yeah. Just learning how to use the technology available for what works best in any given circumstance or relationship. Right. Yeah, there's an one right answer to that right and just because it's available doesn't mean that it's the right answer mm-hmm. so yeah. i thought that was a a good lesson learn and improve from past uh, separations to this one yeah um another thing like i feel like we did well this time was keeping opsec and not that i think we ever didn't keep opsec but this was the first time you were overseas mm-hmm. so we really needed to keep opsec yeah um, do you want to talk more about that? Cause you know all the better lingo. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, <laughs> just... we were, it was just something we had again mentioned when we were doing our, our drive from Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he just wants to go back. No. Nah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, um, the point is like, you know, the, the operation security OPSEC, it's important. And, uh, you, you hear stories about soldiers and, you know, or maybe they're Marines or sailors, whoever's over there mm-hmm. uh, that aren't doing great, that say things they shouldn't, post things on social media that they shouldn't, you know. And I felt like we did a pretty good job in, in just being aware that if, you know, I was traveling, for example. Yeah, you traveled um, a lot. You took it like a champ. You know, I, I would let you know in an appropriate way, like, hey, I anticipate moving sometime in the next you know, week, week or 72 yeah. hours, or I don't remember what I said exactly, but, um, within the appropriate bounds that way, if we didn't talk, if you didn't hear from me, you didn't start to freak out, s- yeah, yeah. freak out and spiral yeah. into the worst. Like that's, you know, it's not super common, unreasonable, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say for people, you know, if you're used to, again, with the, you know, the, the technology communication tools that we have, if you're used to that consistent, you know, touch point, 
mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you just don't get it for 48 hours. It, the last thing that I want, and that I think any soldier or I'm going to say soldier, I, yeah, I don't want to yeah. say that. I mean, that's the world I live in, but it could be service member. Yeah, yeah. service member of any um, branch. Last thing we would want is family and friends to be worrying. Uh, but that doesn't mean you get to spill all the details of what's going on and yeah. um, why you're out training until the wee hours of the night, you know, wherever you're at, or why you're on whatever mission mm-hmm. or movement from, you know, point A to point B. And so I felt like we did well in um, setting, again, kind of a, a known standard there, where I would communicate with you in a specific way um, that would then keep the operation security, mm-hmm. you know, OPSEC, um, in good bounds. And then you, as the waiting warrior and a very supportive spouse, would... <laughs> you know, have that peace of mind that you needed. Yeah. But I also just, I had, I had to, and I've continued to have to just learn to deal with the ambiguity. Mm-hmm. Like it, it sucks. Yes. They love us. No, they don't want to keep secrets from us. It's just kind of, you know, we could do a whole episode about dealing with the, just the ambiguity. Like it's not even secrets. It's not like you want to keep stuff. It's just to keep people safe. No, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know I mean, some, some, some spouses have a really hard time with that. And yeah. I'm not going to say that's right or wrong for me. We've just learned to deal with it. And I've accepted that I would rather you guys be safe than me. No, you know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah. And even, even with like posting on social media, cause I talked a lot about the deployment on Instagram. Um, and there, like, I know there was one time where I was just so sick and tired of you traveling. Every time you traveled, it made me nervous because that, like, in the yeah. movies, that's always when people get blown up is when they're traveling in cars. Like, it's never, that's just not the safe time. But I talked about it, and I even had a few people message me back on Instagram, like, hey, be careful. It's like, oh, no, this happened, like, two weeks ago. I'm just now <laughs> talking about it because. Yeah. No, that's true. You know what I mean? Like. And, yep. and I know that's also something that spouses and other waiting warriors have a hard time with is like, okay, but that means I can't talk to anybody. And yes, but I, I at least still found solidarity and comfort and found that community of talking about it just a week or two later. Yeah. Well, that. on the social media end, that yeah. doesn't mean uh, that, yeah. I mean, you and the other spouses of the unit. You know, yeah, yeah, we talked at coffees you know, and I'll stuff. Say, yeah, yeah, when you'd get together, you know, for the ladies' nights and different things, that you didn't have conversations about those stresses and strains. But again, you know, that being appropriate in the timeliness of doing posts or yeah. the amount of information shared and when it's shared, yeah, I think is extremely important. And you know, the world's not going to go away from that. I mean, the yeah. the the access to technology and the ability to just, you know, in the moment make people aware of what's going on isn't going to change. And so uh, that doesn't mean that you're alone, though. You're yeah. right. You know, yeah. you, <laughs> just because it's not posted on the social media feed doesn't mean it's not <laughs> real and happening. And maybe the the best thing to do is reach out to somebody at home, in person, based, yeah. at home, you know, or on a phone call local, you know, and, and talk about what's going on. Yeah, I agree. Um, last thing. The only other thing we did well on this deployment. No. We got to come up with something else because we switched to what we didn't do well and we end on what we didn't do well. Or it's going to be kind of, you know. Well, I was just breaking it up into uh, categories. They yeah, get it. Well, okay. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll <laughs> like, this is what we did well. And then we're going to depress you the rest of the episode. No, no you just <laughs> think of the positive. Okay. Oh, 
God, think of a positive. The last what did thing. we do well, Michelle? <laughs> um, it's more just about me, um, but also part of you and how you handled it was that I stayed active in mm-hmm. in my own way yep. as um as quote unquote active as a new I mean, quote unquote. Well, active. well, because because you were active, own it. Well, yeah, Don't but even... like at the same time, I had a newborn baby and mm-hmm. four kids. Yeah. So like, let's list the things you did with a newborn baby and four kids and see how quote unquote <laughs> active that was. I'd say it's just active. Continue. Okay. I'm sorry. So I, I <laughs> while he was gone, I um, had family come in. My sister came to stay with me, um, and her two boys and um her husband at one point was there as well for a little bit and then my mom also flied out so that was fun flied. flewed flown fluted <laughs> she plays the flute got on a plane <laughs> <laughs> she traveled across the country in a flying mechanism is that better yes <laughs> to stay with us um and then what else did i do i drove in for just kidding I'm just <laughs> <pulling you later>. <laughs> I drove um from Fort Campbell to Denver area Colorado Colorado, yeah. Colorado for a family reunion uh which was super fun totally exhausting basically just slept for like a week after but it was totally worth it mm-hmm. what else did we do girls just and the I and yeah dance. yeah just the day you, you constantly yeah. had um, church play dates with other kids, yeah. yeah church activities, uh, so, you know, time at the splash pad with the girls here in the mm-hmm. neighborhood, and going to the parks around yeah. the neighborhood. Yeah. Um, outside time. I guess I just say you bought a barbecue. That, you barbecue. Oh, that, okay. That, I guess that's the other thing. <laughs> I I not only bought a barbecue, but on the Fourth of July, I hosted a potluck. Because I grew up, I guess, yeah, this this is more what I mean of active. It's like I didn't give up the things that I really love, like mm-hmm. a 4th of July barbecue. 4th of July is my favorite holiday. It's our, I mean, there's like Christmas. And for me, 4th of July is like right there. And Christmas is only above because it's all about Christ. Like that's, <laughs> that's the only reason it's above. Um, but I love 4th of July and I love 4th of July with you. And my, like my family growing up has a lot of traditions. One of those being a barbecue and water and stuff. Um, but I mean, this year I really easily could have been miserable because you weren't home and I was, I don't have any family by. So and we didn't have a barbecue. And we did not have a barbecue. But and I then we remember solved... we were actually making money. Yeah. I was this... no longer in grad school or and, a resident yeah. at and a hospital. We've been doing a really good job with been, our budget. Yeah, we've been living within our budget and we actually had some money. <laughs> we had some money. So I solved that problem <laughs> and I went and bought a barbecue. And then I just invited, I put an open invitation out to our church congregation and said, hey, I have a barbecue. I had like a little $20 walmart kiddie pool and a trampoline and said bring a side dish bring what meat you want to cook Mm -hmm. and it was a blast it was so much fun but i guess i just say quote-unquote active because like we didn't have something to do every day we did have a number of days that were just at home 
Yeah, but I think that goes with every summer or any. Yeah, I guess. And that's, you know, not unique just to the separation. That's yeah. a time and season as well. Yeah. I just don't um, want to paint the picture that, like, we were going to do this. It's like, oh, yeah. We had no, a, there, were, you know I mean? there were the days in between. But I, I, I know what you're saying with the quote-unquote active. But my point is, like, from my end, you know, you would say that you had this going on. You had the, you know, someone was over or mm-hmm. you had a play date or, you know, your mom was there, Alicia was there and... You know, you were over at the family reunion. And there were times when, like, if you were at the family reunion, I intentionally didn't FaceTime. Like, we never, yeah, I don't I think, think we, we set up one, a FaceTime. Yeah, we, we did it one time. And I think kids. it was more so, yeah, for the girls. Yeah. That they could see us. But we had that understanding that, hey, you were doing you. You were being active and, you know, it is what it is kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, like, that, I mean, that time is your time. And, yeah. and you should be able to, you know, focus on you and doing the things that you like. And have that understanding that that doesn't mean there's less love or, you know, I'm not still the number one in your life. Yeah. Just because you have an activity going on or a social or it's the holiday and you're spending it how you want in, a, in an active and fun way. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. Yeah. that's why, I, you know, I just don't want you to sell yourself short because yeah. all the variables consider even taking out some of the variables. That's a, you know, still a very packed you know, summer and, and spring and fall, you know, mm-hmm. that that you had there. And so, yeah, I guess you could say, like, I never said I couldn't do something. You didn't excuse yourself from things right. because. Yeah, there were things I, I decided around. not to do. Yes, but that's different. But but I never said I couldn't do something. Yeah. Which before you left. And, like, we were talking about, like, the family reunion, for example. There was a little bit of time where I was like, I can't. Like, how how, how could I possibly? And I, like, had to figure out that either <laughs> craziness or strength, whichever yeah. one you want to call well, it. Some people call it the, the pain of regret and the pain of effort. Yeah. Like, you know, you would have emotionally had a huge toll on you if you chose not to go. Yeah. As draining as it was, like you said, you slept for a week after, mm-hmm. but you had a lot of fun. So much fun. You spent time with your cousins and your aunts and uncles, and you and played si- games, yeah, and your, all siblings, of your siblings yeah. were there, and your nieces and nephews, and, you know, so you you were active and didn't let the deployment get in the way. Yeah. You didn't say, oh, my husband's gone, I can't. Yeah. You know, and there are things, like you said, you chose not to do. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that there isn't ever going to be a circumstance where maybe you can't. Yeah. You know, because I am gone and logistically it maybe just doesn't work very well. Mm-hmm. But you didn't, ex- you use it as an excuse, a crutch, you know, to just yeah. lean on and then hide away. Yeah. Instead so. of like pushing myself. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. I like it. Okay. The things we did terribly and we suck at. <laughs> no. It's a bit harsh, but. <laughs> Room for improvement. Room, okay, Let's call room. It back. Uh, rooms for improvement. Rooms for improvement. Room. At uh, whatever. He's always judging my grammar. It's because he got no, a master degree. This is just the result of <laughs> podcasting so late at night. Ah, uh, that's true. Or <laughs> you know, nine o'clock at oh night, nine thirty. <laughs> it's so late for us. <laughs> We're getting old. Yes. Anyways, one thing we didn't do well that we actually. You know, like when we first started, I don't know if this would have been on the list, but because we have had a separation where we did it really well. A couple. A couple separate, yeah, a couple separations where we did it really well 
and it really benefited us both personally and like our relationship um was so what we've done in the past is we had a set of a block of scriptures that we were going to go through while you were gone which we Mm -hmm. did this time we had set we had decided what we were going to read yeah and it was a substantial amount 534 pages 31 31 well i I guess we include the introductory material but i think we read that before i left Okay. Anyway, so that's up details. to the details. <laughs> um, but what we had done in the past is we had a shared shared note mm-hmm. on our phone. We have Apple phones, and you can like share a note. So he could write something on it, and then I would see it when I opened. Like it would automatically update on our phones. And so we would like he would read whatever set of scripture and write just whatever his thoughts were about it. Or mm-hmm. even some days, like in the past, it was just, I read it basically, you know, no profound discovery. Um, but we, we, I don't know. We didn't do super great on that. I know there were some technical difficulties well, on like um, my end. Yeah. But it was, I guess didn't do super great at the writing and yeah, communicating on the writing about yeah. what we read. Yeah. That's we read, what... I mean, we accomplished the goal of reading every yeah. day or at least playing some catch up if we missed a day, but right. you know, getting, the the scripture that we wanted to read right during the block of time that we that i was deployed Mm -hmm. but that communication back and forth and sharing the experience of what we were learning right was a little lacking yeah um was not as fulfilling as it was in that in previous separations when it was really neat to uh either wake up and see that michelle had written something or at least to me it was yeah and or like I'm going to go to bed and I check the log and, oh, there's one of her insights and that mm-hmm. motivates me or reminds me that, oh, yeah, I didn't read yet. Yeah. <laughs> and I should, you know, <laughs> oh, I got to do that. Been. Um, but, yes, yeah, so that, that connecting log wasn't yeah. as But also I think it's super important, what whether you are religious or not, I think it's super important to have something spiritual and intellectual that you guys mm-hmm. do together. I feel like that's really served us in our marriage, yeah. particularly the spirituality mm-hmm. part, um, because then we are growing and learning together. And I know I learn a lot from you um, <laughs> just in, in your, because you have a different understanding and point of view on scripture than what I do. Um, and so that's just something that at the end, when I was like thinking about this podcast, I was like, oh man. We, we just, we didn't have that. And again, we read that huge chunk together and I think we grew together in, mm-hmm. in a and certain aspect. we discussed aspect. it at, at yeah. moments, but yeah, just not but consistently. Not, yeah, I feel like we could have done more. Yeah, and I, to echo part of what you were saying there is just the, the idea of doing something that keeps you connected. Yeah. It could be reading a self-help book. Again, if, I mean, you're not a spiritual individual or you're not religious, it doesn't have to be, you know, scripture or the you know a meditation guide or anything like that but doing something that keeps the two of us connected the two the the soldier and the waiting warrior connected is is important yeah and it to me obviously as a chaplain i think it's important that there is a spiritual component Mm -hmm. and connection that is maintained between a husband and wife especially but you know the that that can be whatever level they're at yeah whatever level or whatever um interest that that you have but just maintaining that connection and continuing to grow as a couple while separate. Mm-hmm. That is one of the ways that you can do it. And that's one of the things that we didn't do super well. Yeah. That it, we still grew 
but we could have done more. Yeah. And one example of like an intellectual thing is actually in another podcast episode with Krista Stubbs, I believe is her last name. I think her episode is in like the 20s. I think teens or 20s. Super, super fun example. Her and her husband are writing a book together. So while they're gone, like he'll write some lines and she'll write some lines, but it's like something that they're collaborating on and it's been super interesting for them. So if you want to hear more about that, go check out her episode. Um, that's just like a little thing she talked about. Do you want to talk about the next thing that we didn't do well? What is it? It's the, um, the seizing the opportunity within the deployment for personal development. Mm. Yeah. yeah. However... To paraphrase Dieter F. Uchtdorf, a great religious leader and uh, a wise man, I think, mm -hmm. it's good to slow down sometimes during turbulence. You know, during That's turbulence, true. and you could say a first deployment is a turbulent time, mm -hmm. and so I, I do give myself and you a bit of grace there. You know that that we didn't seize all the opportunities for personal development, but on the other side of that same coin. There is a bit of ownership that, you know, I, I recognize looking back, it's a lot, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Right. But there was some downtime I didn't really take advantage of. Mm -hmm. Or I could have probably been more proactive in some of my ministry or even just in some of the social aspects um, for, for bettering myself in, you know, connecting with the people around me or my own personal studies. Mm -hmm. I could have read more, written, you know, different things in, in how I utilized my time that again it's easy to you know look back and say that that wasn't fully seized but good to do it yeah. you know it's it's we won't grow and become better if we're not willing to you know look at things from another perspective and maybe critique ourselves a little bit yeah in that degree without um too much grace or mercy but i still think there is some there given it was a first deployment and you had just had a baby right like you were mothering four daughters by yourself <laughs> while physically I was gone, yeah. you know, physically recovering. There's still that emotional toll that's going on as the hormones are changing and everything. Oh my gosh, yeah. But <laughs> no, but I mean, but you, I mean, you did a, a handful of personal development yeah. things too, but. Well, and that's what I was going to ask. Did you, did you like ever set goals? I know we had the goal for the scriptures, mm -hmm. but were there any, cause I know I had set some for me and I, I feel like I did a little bit better with the personal development. Obviously, I quote, you know, could have done more. Yeah. But at the same time, I had just had a baby, and you know, I I think I did I think I did okay. But did you? I I had like at least set goals and was was working towards it. I didn't need it all. Yeah, I I met some of my goals, but I I feel like they were maybe limited. Yeah. In that I had the some of the spiritual goals that, w that I had set for myself or that we set together. And then I did some some exercise goals. I'd, I hadn't really done much with weightlifting before. And, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but I hadn't done much with weightlifting, but there were some soldiers and, and another chaplain from the brigade that I was able to spend some time with that showed me some technique and how to lift and do different things. And so I, I ended up setting some goals there and actually reached them and attained them. And that, that was a good personal development thing. But the ones that I know I didn't do well that I, going into it, thought, you know, I wanted to write more or journal some experiences or write you letters or, you know, things like that where 
we could have probably held on to, you know, some of those notes or letters or, you know, my my life story where I probably could have used some of that time where I'm not distracted by the kids or, you know, the, the church callings and things that I do once I'm back here in the States and my, you know, schedule gets filled more, you know, I probably could have seized some of that time mm -hmm. to really do some of those things that yeah. I know I wanted to going into it, yeah. knowing that there wouldn't be the same distractions, but then, you know, the schedule's different, the heat out there is intense, so the energy level's up and down, but I can excuse it all day long. The bottom line is I feel like I fell short mm. and probably could have done better. Not probably, I could have done better. Yeah. So. Isn't that so funny though, how funny the hindsight is? Like you, you hear somebody's on a deployment and you think, oh, they're going to be so crazy busy. And you guys are. But then you just said it would have been easier potentially to do over there because you didn't have all the things you have at home. Like mm -hmm. it's just interesting to me. The soldier life. It's crazy. Um, so you kind of mentioned the next one was we didn't do a super good job of documenting or like writing letters. Yeah. Creating I just keepsakes on for the thing. Briefly. But yeah. Yeah. Because other like basic, we wrote yeah, each basic other training, letters. Basic training, we wrote letters and we have those and those are great keepsakes for mm -hmm. our personal histories and the kids can read them when they get older. Yeah. I um, also And think... I know there was one of the, the soldiers out there wrote a letter every day. That's and it was, I mean, it turns basically into a journal. You know, yeah. I don't know if it was so much the, you know, I need to write a letter and make sure my loved one knows everything that's going on from day to day. Mm -hmm. But that writing is now essentially a day-to-day -day journal mm -hmm. of even the mundane things. Because not every day is exciting, but, yeah. you know, there's there's highs and lows and there's, you know, tension at work or whatever might be happening because it's the same people day in and day out and come month five, six, seven, eight, whatever, mm -hmm. like... You know, the sharing of, yeah, personalities yeah. And, and relationships start to, you know, change a little bit and for better or worse. And so just all of those things, though, including the mission and where it was at and whatever appropriately could be written home, you know, is now a keepsake. Yeah. But we didn't we don't really have that. Yeah, we don't we don't we have some things, but not. Uh, yeah. I will not be able to remember if you loved me or not. during oh that time gosh. period. Because... Basic training. <laughs> when we're having a hard time and I don't know if you love me or not, I go back to those letters. It's like, yep. oh, he loves me. <laughs> I will never know. Uh... Once it's gone in the what do you say to that? I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> I love you. Now it's in the podcast, so it's true. No, but that that is a good point, though. Like, every marriage has ups, has little downs. And it's, it's, I think it's super helpful to have reminders like that of like the love letters and stuff that you can go back and remember, it kind of helps you keep grounded, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. but, and not that we're going to have a super hard time now because we didn't create those, but it's just something well, that you can do intentionally yeah. to help combat that. It's Last true. one that I know I did a super terrible job on and I feel like it was more my responsibility as the mom just on how we've like divvied up parenting responsibilities. I did a really bad job of keeping track of when the girls were talking to you. Like you said before, like we texted or sent some sort of message almost every day as we could. Yes. And then Very we would. In that. Yeah. We had the opportunity yeah. to do that. Super, super fortunate. But, and then we would talk every now and then, 
But not every time you were able to call, the girls were around. That's true. Because it was either, I mean, what, like 10, well, 11 at, at night? night? Or they were at school. Yeah. Or, I mean, they, yeah, just life. You know, they yeah. were out doing something with somebody or whatever. Yeah. But, like, I know there were a few times where we were talking or I was talking with a friend. I'm like, oh, my goodness, the girls are just acting ridiculous. And, act like, Emma was acting up a ton. What is going on? Blah, 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 blah. And then I realized, Michelle, you just talked to Austin two days ago. Emma hasn't seen or talked to Austin in, it had been, like, a week and a half. It's like, oh. Whoops. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And that's not totally your responsibility like 100 percent but but in the way that we've yeah. kind but of know, divvied up yeah. parenting but it's also more. just again with i mean the pace of things yeah over there and you know i never wanted out of neglect to not talk to the girls right. or anything but like you said um it just didn't happen yeah from, for some reason for whatever reason from time to time and you know that was just another point of improvement to make sure that we had those those touch points and yeah. it, another thing that we talked about and learned was it's you know not just about the quantity but the quality yeah. you know that sometimes the girls probably didn't even really want to talk much even when they had the opportunity to talk yeah. to me um but that they had the opportunity was good mm -hmm. and maybe just affording them more of those probably would have been yeah a good a good thing to do yeah. to do not that I went like a month without talking. Yeah, them, no, but, no, it never. I don't think know. it ever got more. But than I know two. there's. I mean, I I know of other soldiers that I don't think their kids wanted to talk to them. It's not because they didn't love them, but it was just like when you're three years you're, old. They're... Yeah, or <laughs> however old their kids were. I just remember at least one person saying like, "Hey, my kids don't ever really want to talk to me, but you know, they're just it's just a phase. Like, yeah. they're not interested in FaceTiming. Yeah, you know that digital talking. Like, yeah. they they didn't really." care for it very much yeah um but their love and relationship was still good mm -hmm. so yeah i guess i just felt bad because i know i was mentally dragging how often we were talking so i just know i was taking care of myself and i didn't do that super well for the girls <laughs> i feel bad about that point of improvement for the next yeah. time but we can end on a positive note because I just remembered something we did do a good job at was you did a good job of sending some sort of like voice message, um, like a voice recording. I think you were able to send a Marco Polo one time of like when you knew the girls had something of either mm -hmm. like a good luck or mm -hmm. I'm thinking about you or I hope it went well. But, like, it was very targeted towards that moment. So it was like you were there. Yeah. You know what involved I mean? Like, you, yeah, you tried yeah. to you tried to be involved yeah. even though it was a big moment that you were. Yeah. And, again, that goes back to being intentional. Yeah. You know, it's, to me, it's at least my approach, my perspective, is it, it's better to have those touch points that are meaningful mm -hmm. um, that hopefully they remember than a daily conversation or opportunity to look at my face and talk yeah. on like whatever video streaming app and so that i mean and th those are the important points because i don't know i i feel like 
some some children are going to get the short end of the stick because of when the separations are. Mary. You know, yeah. Well, yeah, Mary. Mary, I've I've missed two of her birthdays. I'll probably miss her birthday again this year. Mm-hmm. But you know, I've made it a point to when I am around, like making it to her student of the month yeah. presentation yeah, or sending that voice message uh, when she has something going on. You know, because those are the important moments. And just because I can't be there for some of the other ones doesn't mean I don't want to be or that I don't care or that there isn't love. Yeah. And so, again, communi- communicating that uh, in a quality way at the right times, in my opinion, is better than just having an unlimited amount of abilities to have a five-minute conversation. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I agree. Well, thank you, Chaplain Fuller. You're welcome. You're awesome. <laughs> I know I I like I like doing the little after action review on the Don't deployment. even say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's helpful though. The AAR. AAR about the deployment. It helps me like for the next yeah. separation. We're gonna have a number this year, but we'll take it on like a champ. Yep. Like we always do. So there, we ended on a good note. Cool. Except where we're not gonna end. Question for you. Mm-hmm. Cause you are. What helps me thrive as a waiting warrior? Ooh. Oh no, I'm not a waiting warrior. Hold on. I'm, I'm a part of the system. <laughs> <laughs> Send my life away. Just kidding. But no, seriously. no, no. I want to end with though. You are a chaplain, mm-hmm. which is cool. Yep. And in case everybody doesn't know, chaplains aren't just like, hey, here's scripture type thing. Like they're not just there to yeah. preach. They're there to help and to counsel. Um, but from, from your point of view as a chaplain, cause you were home taking care of the families mm-hmm. and then you went out there yep. taking care of the soldiers, um, service members, what, what are some insights that you can give us waiting warriors as a chaplain, um, particularly like for deployments? Yeah. Um, so I guess it, if, if other people haven't had much interaction with their chaplain, we have confidentiality with our soldiers and with the family members. Um, and we provide religious support, but in that counseling aspect, like that confidential space, you know, I can talk about some of these things that are maybe trends or yeah. uh, things that I saw and or heard, whether it was personally or through other chaplains or even kind of through the grapevine, you know, overhearing what the other uh, soldiers and service members were talking about. And uh, so some insights would be um, really setting expectations before going, you know, whether it's the communication expectation or the budget or what's appropriate or not appropriate in the relationship, you know, who can you let in or out of the house, Um, things like that. Like Like to protect the marriage. Yeah, to protect the marriage, you know, protecting um, your relationship, knowing the boundaries of that relationship, you know, whether or not you can... Not that you can, like you're giving yeah. each yeah, other permission. You, yeah, because you, you trust each other. But, but saying, it's just you know, what, what you will or won't do, I should say, not that you can or can't. Yeah. Um, but what you're going to choose to do or choose not to do, make those choices ahead of time and stick to them. Yeah. Because I feel like, I, I, I don't know all of how people got into their compromising situations, but I know one of the number one issues uh, that I feel like was there is that stereotypical um, unfaithful spouse, yeah. whether it was the person overseas or the waiting warrior at home. And it's, it's a hard subject. I don't like talking about it, but I'd be lying if it wasn't true. Yeah. You know, if I didn't say it wasn't true, I should say, um, I, I've 
just I know that that is there. Mm -hmm. And so to me, that's, you know, one of the big ones, setting up your game plan for success to keep your relationship intact. Yeah. Um, And then if it doesn't seem like it's going well, don't just, you know, throw it out the window and think that you're the exception to the rule and that you can be alone with, you know, John or Jane and that nothing's going to happen. Like, (laughs) you know, don't, don't put yourself in those situations is just one thing, you know, you know, have those open conversations with each other as a spouse um, with what is or isn't difficult, whether it's substance or emotional, you know, ups and downs, the highs and lows, anxiety, depression, um, the relationship things, the temptations there, like, I mean, have, have an openness in relation, you know, in conversation, sorry, in your relationship as a warrior and waiting warrior, you know, it, that would, I think, go a long way. Yeah. So that's uh, one of the big things. Um, all of that, setting up the game plan and the, you know, the, like I, I touched on some of the big ones, that open communication, finances, uh, protecting your relationships and, you know, setting up your own left and right limits of, of what is or isn't appropriate for you. Um, and then having that open dialogue about what the struggles are would probably be, a, I don't know, a decent yes. summary yeah. of, of some lessons learned i guess from the perspective that i have yeah awesome i like that well last question Ooh, that we it? end every interview with <laughs> why are you saying it like that i don't know because it's funny <laughs> but i'm not the waiting warrior can you ask me this question without yes. being a waiting warrior yes because it will word it differently austin during the deployment what was your key to thriving okay key to th- I'll, I'll say keys to thriving maybe? Oh, i don't oh, know i haven't okay i haven't put a lot of thought into this i should have anticipated it hello for the podcast i probably didn't i just didn't write it down um <sighs> didn't write but it down, what helped me thrive exist. during the deployment because i don't think i just i don't think it was just survival mode i mean it yeah. was my first deployment but i think what helped me um was creating friendships you know being open to that it wasn't just you know uh, some people think for better or worse like being a chaplain can be kind of lonely yeah because you know we do have that like i just talked about the relationship that i have with soldiers and the confidentiality people tell me things and like some people might think that gets kind of awkward but i try not to let that get in the way Mm -hmm. and still just be people's friend you know maintain the appropriate relationships like i talked about um and also within the rank structure you know not not break rules there but like just you know still being social enough you know, to where it's, oh, well, I'm not by my family because a lot of my family is my life. Like, I love being with my, my daughters and being with you. And that's where a lot of my time goes when I'm not. Yeah. Or when I am home, when I'm not at work and stuff. Yeah. But being over there, just, I, I think, um, choosing to surround myself with the people that I could when I could. Mm-hmm. Um, in the doses that I wanted, you know. And... Another thing would have been a, a good regiment with exercise. Yeah. You know, keeping that up, um, set different goals, like we talked about a little bit, you know, the, the weightlifting, but then um, just PT in general, I think helped me thrive uh, in a good way, as well as um, probably one of the number one things was the scripture reading. Um, that was very grounding for me, mm-hmm. just having that, that regular regiment and again something that i feel like i probably could have improved on in some ways was my 
I mean, even as the chaplain, some of my spiritual aspects, um, there were ups and downs with that, but there are in, in any season of life. Yeah. Um, but still, that was a, a foundation of every day was reading mm-hmm. for me. And so I think those would be probably my, my three keys to thriving. Oh. Uh, spiritual and physical fitness and having good relationships and friendships, you know, uh, while I was training and doing everything we're doing. Cool beans. I like it. Well, thanks for coming on the show, Austin. Thanks, Michelle. It's good having you. Awesome. <laughs> this was fun. Well, I'm super grateful that you came on because I think you're awesome, and I'm glad I got to share you just a little bit I think with you're my awesome. fellow waiting warriors. Oh, thanks. And uh, I think you think you're about to wrap up this podcast. But yeah, because it's my show. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It is your show. So, um, but what I'm going to do is ask you. What are you doing, Michelle? Mm-hmm. What was your key to thriving during this deployment? Oh. Okay, now you're putting me on the spot. I was putting you on. You the always spot. ask the question. Yeah, but that's true. I think it, this one goes both ways. I was the interviewee, but you. We're also the waiting warrior mm-hmm. in this circumstance. I was. So what was your key to thriving during the deployment? I think for me, what really, really helped, um, because I, I can honestly say, I think our family really did thrive through this deployment. It was really mm-hmm. hard. It was really hard. Um, like both for the girls, for me. For you, collected like there, there. It's not like there wasn't ever a, a point where, any of us or all of us like we're having a really hard time, but I think we can say we thrive through it because mm-hmm. we were able to like work through that. Um, it was also a very good time. Yeah, yeah. There were a lot of really good times, um, but I think I thrived. My key to thriving this time was keeping the perspective and the mindset that I could thrive in the past there, there have been, um, one separation in particular comes into mind where I didn't think that that was possible. Um, I, and I thought that I just had to be in this moment and circumstance and it sucked and it just had to. Do you know what I mean? As opposed to, like, there was there was l- literally a day, just <laughs> like trying to think of like the worst day of the deployment. One child kicked another child off a trampoline, got uh, super banged up, yes, blood all over I the place. That bloody picture. Mm-hmm. Blood all over the place. I had to take one child and baby June to the emergency room. Until super late, I'm exhausted. <laughs> it's mostly women listening. So if you're nursing, you know the feeling of like the nursing schedule got mixed up. So there's that feeling. Like just, and just so much craziness. And then the next day trying to care for the kids and like Mary couldn't go to school and all this kind of stuff. Like it just, it was so, so crummy so many other things and then just the heartache of missing you but like even in that I knew that like 
tomorrow could be a different day as opposed to just thinking I can only survive through this. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, I knew that and I knew that there were things that I could do to make it thriving. Like we had, we had our, or I had my non-negotiables and stuff that really helped me lift myself up. But yeah, just that mindset of that I could thrive really helped in those super difficult times. I didn't feel stuck. So that's what it is. Very good. Well, I appreciate everybody joining us for this podcast. <laughs> um, You're cute. This is the waiting warrior's spouse. Mm-hmm. Signing off. Take it away, Annie. <laughs> well, thanks again, Austin, for being on the show. For all you waiting warriors, thank you so much for spending your time with us. Hopefully you were able to learn something from our experience, just like you do from all the other podcasts. And by no means are we experts at this. Yeah, I guess no. it's our first yeah. deployment, but I, I hope the insights are worth it um, yeah. for others to learn something from. Yeah. Because again, I feel like everyone's experience, you can learn something from it. Yeah. Doesn't, you know. That is like the whole point of this <laughs> podcast. Yeah, very true. If you haven't caught on yet, listeners, <laughs> that's why I do this. Because I want to learn from everybody. Well, all you waiting warriors out there, you guys have a good week. We're going to go to bed because it's past our bedtime. We need to sleep. Mm. That's how we're going to thrive. But I'm cheering you guys on. Have a good week. Bye. Mwah. I want to take just a minute and tell you guys about a really amazing online event coming up for all first responder and military loved ones, aka you guys. This year is the fifth annual Independent Wellness Summit on March 2nd through the 7th. It's a week-long online summit put together by a group of military spouses, and this year they have incredible speakers talking about dimensions of strength. Last year was my first summit, and I loved it. Not only was it super helpful for me to spend time focusing on my personal wellness, but I also learned a ton that really helped me in some of those hard weeks of our deployment last year. I really think it's important for us waiting warriors to take time to fill our cups and learn so we can then truly thrive in this life. And this wellness summit is the perfect way to do just that. So, Go to www.in-dependent.org slash wellness summit or just their website and you'll find it real fast and get the general admission for free. Again, general admission for free or you can grab an all access pass with the code warrior20 for a great discount. I have my all access pass purchased and ready to go. So I'd love for you to tag me on social media when you get your ticket. I can't wait to see you all there so we can learn and thrive together.